All right, Zig coming in on the top. Today on the show, we have Robin Hyperius Blake from Hyperius Blake and the Sound Experiment. Robin is also the founder of Curation Fest. Curation Fest 4.5 is happening November 11th at the Brown Hoist Building on St. Clair in Cleveland, Ohio. Creation is one of the coolest festivals that I've gotten to play multiple times and be a part of running sound and just assisting and at one point hosting at Negative Space, um, or at least hosting the venue. Um, it's one of the coolest festivals that happens around Cleveland, and it's definitely something you should check out. This year at Creation, Navy Jade, Janari Komet, Hyperius Blake, and the Sound Experiment. Nothing phased by a jewel. Total Downer, Skylar Keefe, Remajestic, Reggie Field, and Anuvi are playing, as well as interactive art installations, flash tattoos, um, Caribbean slash Asian fusion for food. Uh, there will be networking with other creatives, a community resource center, chill out chambers, ample parking. They also have accessibility accommodations. So Creation 4.5 starts at 7 p.m. November 11th. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. It always is. Follow Creation Fest on all the social medias to get all the updates and as far as all the ticket information. I believe it's 20 at the door unless you get a ticket in advance. All right, with that being said, if you can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast and any of the podcast formats, it helps me keep talking to cool guests and spreading the good word, like my guest today, Robin. Um, and we, uh, yeah, here we go. Here's my conversation with Robin. So, like, I, are you are you writing new stuff? Are you tracking stuff with the group? What's like, I don't know, let's, let's catch everyone up. Okay, yeah, I can, I can do that. In general, um, I have my band in the studio and we are tracking uh i think tracking is mostly almost done at this point and we're you know going into the mixing phase uh of creating an ep and the really interesting thing about this um i was actually talking to someone the other day about this is that the music i play live with my band doesn't necessarily reflect the music that is closest to my heart or the music that I would play as a solo artist. And so I've been contending with that the past couple of years because everyone's always like, oh, where's where's your EP? Like, where is it? And I'm kind of like, you know, come to a show if you like want to feel the vibe, you know, because what I'm what I cultivate in a live experience is really honestly completely different than what I plan to offer sonically or you know in a way that you can stream but you know in today's day and age with marketing and everyone's short attention spans and you know things like that you kind of have to have some recorded media in the world to legitimize yourself so my band is putting out a couple of songs uh but i myself i've been in the studio producing and, and mixing and working on uh, my own music, and there will be crossover. So obviously, the music that I self-produce and release will be played by my band, you know, and, and vice versa. But those are the two musical projects I've got going on right now. That's awesome, and I I totally agree. Like, there's no way, especially with what with what you and your band do, there's no way to capture that energy. And like when everyone's like. There's because there's there's a fluidness and I, I, I from playing with you guys for a while understand like it flows into this part then it hits it you know so it, but it, you guys also do a very good job of vibing off the room like I I, I think back to some of the like the first uh, few creation fest 
and just like the the energy within that room, like none of the videos could capture. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like I think the only thing a video like that can capture is like wow, there's a lot of people. You know what I mean? There's no like. <laughs> Uh, uh, and maybe in, in, in our psyches we're like, well, if there's a lot of people there, that must be a pretty sick place to be. You know, I'm like, maybe right. that that's in there, you know. Um, but there there is nothing with your group. There's nothing like seeing it live and being there. Um, so I got to imagine that kind of um, live like, that that's hard to capture. You know, it's hard to capture that in like a studio setting because it, it, it you're in the laboratory now. Um, yeah. Are you still working with Matt? Yeah, I okay. am still working with Matt. He recorded us, and uh, I'm going back to do another session or two to finish, finish up mixing with him. Sick. I can't. What's Matt's studio's name? Um, uh, Obese Studios. Obese Studios. That's right. And it's like in that weird doctor's office. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is, it is really cool. That doctor's office is a very nifty location for a studio. It's it's pretty it's or even just like if if he was just like living there you know if that was your apartment like that would still be sick. Yeah, honestly, not a bad deal at all. It is very uh, wet and moldy in there yeah. when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe not. My yeah. my memories of it are just in that one like kind of mixing room and like kind of wandering through the the uh, what would be the. Uh, visiting room no not the yeah the doctor rooms oh like the waiting oh yeah yeah like all the uh the examination room yeah exam rooms because like the the main rooms like in there it's like in that waiting room it's like kind of like the live room yeah and like it's kind of cool because you had all those like little examination rooms that could be iso rooms in a way but i don't think he's ever done that <laughs> no, but he he does have that opportunity. I mean, there is like the those X-ray rooms in there that he's using. Those are meant to be uh, soundproof, like sealed. Yeah. Okay. Well, that can be pretty. Is that like okay? Is that in the back of those examination rooms, or is that behind where his like kind of mixing room is? Um, it's like in the back, like okay. towards the end of the hallway. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a cool. It's like one of those cool, unique like. Yeah, we recorded in a doctor's office. What? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's definitely unexpected. How'd you how'd you meet Matt? That is such a good question. I you know, I don't even know if I can tell <laughs> you. I mean, I'd have I'd have to really think back. <laughs> think. Yeah, I so honestly, I think he just kind of floated into my life via just me entering certain circles um when i was doing you know doing work in bg working with trino leaves uh and stuff like that which you know we still work together love them uh shout out to dustin uh i think that's maybe when he floated on my radar because you know he goes way back with them and we were playing gigs together and kind of like trading you know uh bg uh cleveland shows back and forth um so, yeah, I really think that's how it happened. Because, like, you know, Paul um, is a mutual friend of ours. Uh, and, like, Grumpy Plum, like, the drummer Lip is a friend of his. And, like, I know I know them, you know, connected. So, really, he just kind of ended up in my orbit. That's all, that's the beauty of the Cleveland, Ohio music scene. Like, it's pretty, like, interconnected in a lot of weird ways. Um, I mean, yeah, if you if you... Uh, immerse yourself in different social groups, you really will just kind of 
meet a lot of random folks. <laughs> like I think Matt was running the sound at the gallery for a minute too. He was he was kind of helping us with that. Um and he he actually got he got us some cables and shit. Like he he hooked the gallery up for a minute until nice. I think we had a power surge or something and fucked up all the speakers. I don't know. Like uh, oh. all the ones he got kind of got there's two power two powered mains and they got fried. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the fun of the nonprofit. Um <laughs> speak, uh, so speaking of which, Creation's a nonprofit, yeah? Oh, uh, not not yet. legally. Okay. Yeah, not like legally or technically. No. Yeah, there's no LLC designation or anything. Okay. Yet. I remember we talked about that a little bit too, yeah. That was like Yeah, I Oh, sorry, not to cut you off. Oh no, I was going to say that was probably even before 2020. But anyway, Oh yeah, I um, I was thinking about, and maybe still in the future, probably going down the route of you know, uh, becoming a nonprofit, you know, getting your five hundred one c three and all of that. But for right now, Creation is just kind of an entity that I own and manage. Oh, we um, love that. I know. Um. But like, because like the whole nonprofit thing is like it's a tough racket to get in to do it all right. But the one thing that's always been cool is with creation, it's always been a benefit. Like every gig's been a benefit of some sort. And I think that's when we were talking. I think that's what you were looking to do with it: find ways to give back in a like a on, on that kind of nonprofit level. And I'm yes. Sure I was going to say, I'm oh. sure it's going to get to that. Like, Yeah, that's that's the goal. I mean, we, we've kind of successfully, you know, been able to give back. Um, we have worked with and, and done donations for some organizations around Cleveland, the Tamir Rice Cultural Center, the Julio de Bergos Cultural Arts Center, celebrating Latino lives. Uh, we even did a donation in, to the LGBT center back when they were still poor and had that little glass building over on 66. Now they're probably too good for us, but <laughs> we did do that. I remember uh, that yeah. one. I remember <laughs> that one and the Tamira Rice one. I think, I think, I, I, I can't remember if I played acoustic at that or solo at. I know one of them was the band, one of them was solo. Um, uh, the band might have been the LGBT center okay. one, the first one. Cause like I it's I don't know like creation was like is my like favorite like not like not main like festival but it's gonna probably end up being one that happened every year and then like still does and like oh I appreciate that and it's always been badass because it it's going towards something and like and if I and to my perspective as someone who's been playing at them and kind of evolved around them involved around them like everyone's been successful which has been cool because they're all going towards something and everyone i've talked to that's played or went to one has said like this is so sick you know what i mean like this is like a really cool like cleveland bubble that how did how did i not not know about these guys like you mm -hmm. or or trino leaves or whomever you know and like it's like it's been one of those festivals that always hit off and like the best thing is everyone's gone towards something else. So it's not like, it's not like anyone's getting paid. You know what I mean? Like everyone's getting paid in the way of giving back, which has been really cool. And that's a really hard thing to gather like-minded people willing to 
make the time to do it towards something good. Yes. And because of that difficulty, you know, we have been transitioning into sort of a model where we try to make enough money happen for everybody because back in the day, you know, we were, we were doing like just a little $5 donation at the door, you know, something because the money just went straight to a charitable donation. But as we grow and more people get involved and the economy changes uh, and, you know, as my own personal priorities change as well too, uh, we're really focusing on making sure that art workers are paid for their time, you know, because charity is very important and, you know, it's very good to give back and that will always be a part of creation's identity. But at the same time, you get this precedent and, you know, it happens everywhere, but especially in Cleveland where sometimes a lot of people expect you to do creative work for free because in their minds, the joy of doing should be enough. And while that is you know necessarily true sometimes it's kind of predatory right and it's kind of disrespectful because you're telling somebody and you know there's nothing wrong with having a hobby and having art as a hobby but you're basically telling somebody that you view them as a hobbyist and you don't see their craft as something respectable you know or worth time or worth income so i'm trying to create a model where artists and workers do feel like they were compensated for their time, but at the same time, creating something that is so special and specific, you know, that money is never going to be our end goal ever. That's never a trap I want to be caught in. That's awesome. I think that's even better because, like, I definitely agree. I find myself being asked to do a lot of things where I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And then, like, the... uh, well, yeah, you know, we assumed you would do this for, for nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, I swear I had a conversation that went like that. And I was like, oh, cool. Now I really don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Because I, you I assumed I wouldn't ask for anything. Um, I mean, whatever. But I, <laughs> but I definitely, I think that's awesome because that does go to, it, it is, that is the slap in the face because I, I don't know. I, I, working with the gallery and getting to do all these like, year-long benefits and being in this like positive mindset and like seeing a bunch of people give to that i get a ride that that hype wave you know what i mean i feel yeah. really cool and like not cool i feel really lucky and sometimes cool but no i feel really lucky <laughs> to be involved with things like that where everyone's just happy to give back but yes. not under the assumption that they were like slighted you know like oh yeah you thought you were getting paid but i just assumed you would be cool you know yeah. Um, and so I think that's really cool that you're going to tighten the ends on that, but that's not the main focus. You know, I think that's badass. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'd ideally, I'd like admissions to the festival to be free or pay what you can and then have backing or sponsorship, you know, behind it so that I can pay everyone who's involved and then we can really uh, create, you know, something special for the community where at the end of it, we do have a pot of excess money that we can pour back in yeah so with the 4.5 with creation fest 4.5 what are we looking at that's different compared to the last three <laughs> well the, <laughs> right the last i mean what like last my num my num my numbering convention really actually means nothing so <laughs> I, I, like. I i think there's there's been five yeah 
right? Because then there was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> one, two, three, and then three point five, and right. then four. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, four point five. Um, well, the one of the biggest things is that it's in a new venue. Uh, we're using a building called the Brown Hoist, and it's over on Fortieth and Saint Clair. And I had never actually even seen this building until I went to go look at it. But now that I know where it's at, I'm like, man, how did I miss this gigantic mansion on St. Clair? Is it is that what it is? Is it is it a warehouse or is it like a giant just like? Uh, okay, like, like so what is it? Not... It's an office building. Okay. So here's here's a really interesting story about this particular building. It used to be located like ten minutes down the street, and so apparently when that location wasn't working out anymore, they took the entire building and loaded it up on like you know these type of mobile cars, and they moved it while people were still coming into work. They moved it a foot every single day until what? the building was in its new in its current location. Yeah, I know, crazy, right? <laughs> oh my god, that's like a cartoon. <laughs> like, you know, but the part that really got me was people were still coming into work while this building was shifting a foot every single day, you know. It's like the dude gets in there, he puts his coffee down, it spills on Mondays like good dude. Stupid moving <laughs> builders, mo- building okay, movers. Like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, not again. Uh, it's always another foot, <laughs> but it's really, it's a really cool building. And the, the best part about that place is the owner wants to expand it to be a community resource. So there's a lot of rooms that are for rent. And I mean, I'm talking from everything from bring your friends and play tabletop board games to renting a place to, you know, come record some solo guitar or, or, or rehearse to you know do you just need a a studio space for something or do you want to open you know a little small business they have spaces for all of those things and so they're really trying to make it a multi-purpose uh communal art space but the most important thing to me is that they you know have a commitment to and center minority populations people of color and queers and things of that nature and so we always want to have creation in a space that aligns with those values that's that's badass that like so like uh how how'd you get linked up with them um so i know i just know the owner okay uh i mean i don't mean i don't mean to make it sound so dismissive like oh, i just know a guy right, but, like, but i mean <laughs> when you're looking at these type of like vet places to hold things like this you know is it it was it through doing creation or is it through playing music or is it just like just i don't know uh, just through my work in okay. the community, you know, a lot of people just meet me because I just kind of be everywhere sometimes. <laughs> so that's how that happened. Nice. Was it a? Because I remember it was supposed to be at um, uh, Black Punk Express. Black Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, which? Oh my God, that's right down the street from the gallery. Gallery, and I like didn't know that was there at all. That place is sick too. Right. Well, it's not. It's not going to be there anymore. <laughs> oh, it's not. Like no. the building itself. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Well, so the venue is closing and relocating, which oh, okay, is the okay. whole reason why we had to move creation. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I mean, good for them. You know, moving on to bigger and better things. And I won't say you know too too much more. Yeah. But... Yeah. We'll say put that for another conversation. Um, yeah. But okay. Cool. So like. 
All right. Well, like with 4.5 in the works, like, is there anything like thematically else that's going to be changed? Um, no, not really. You know, we kind of stick to a similar format every time, but you know, there's always different things going on. There's going to be the live music. There's going to be drag performers. There's going to be DJs. But on top of that, you know, we have our things that kind of make it a little uniquely creation. I have my, my community resources available for people. You know, we're going to have a wall with uh, just all types of random resources uh, for the marginalized, you know, food, always incredible, amazing, always vegan friendly, you know, or vegan friendly options. Um, We're going to have flash tattoos, which is actually new for us, but has always been a part of the vision. So that's going to be very cool if you want to come up and sign up for a little tattoo real quick. Um, But other than that, you know, interactive art installations, as always, uh, definitely focusing on stimulating, you know, your five senses. Uh, There's always going to be a quiet space somewhere, a little red room for people to go and and decompress Uh, and really focusing on accessibility and making sure that everybody who wants to be there can be there comfortably. That's beautiful. And I think throughout the last five, four Four, four, yeah, uh, uh, the numbers yeah, are number. not adding up in my brain now. <laughs> but like, you've always done a good job of uh, making sure all those needs were met. Like, I, it took me back to the very first few how there was kind of like a more a quiet spot on the top floor somewhere or downstairs when the DJ was going. Um, who who's playing this? Oh, well, four point uh, five. Like, are you yeah, DJing music. specifically or no, just, just in general? Oh, just I mean, in general. Who do we well, got we have a on the big bill. variety of bands. We got like, um, I don't even know really where to start. So we have Total Downer, I'm excited about, is a local punk band. Um, their lead, or maybe I shouldn't say lead, maybe I should say my point of contact, <laughs> Andy. Um, he works with the Cleveland Art Workers Guild and conversations that we've had around workers' rights uh, and things like that, you know, have really informed some of my views about how I do business. Um, But mostly just because, you know, uh, the big thing about creation is we center marginalized artists, you know? And so another less convoluted way to say that is black people and queer people get first priority bookings, right? Because everywhere else you go in Cleveland, that's not the case. And a lot of people talk about how hard it is to get booked or be relevant on the scene if you don't have what I like to call the Cleveland appeal, which is being some sort of white man with a guitar uh, who plays who plays covers. And there's nothing wrong with that, obviously, right? Right. But that's really like the Cleveland thing. We really are like almost like a corny sort of rocky like cover band town. And people who are more forward thinking or alternative, they don't have a place really in this music scene and of course no one's going to say that out loud because everyone's afraid of pissing off someone or ruining a future job or connection or whatever but that is the sentiment that a lot of people share so uh that's why we emphasize that aspect at creation and i have rambled on i forgot the original question (laughs) but on to that point i you know cleveland and akron we come from this like 
this weird music, this weird um, avant-garde rock garage sounds. Like if you think back to Devo and Per Ubu and these bands from the 70s that were very unique within their own realm. And yes. their own weird, crunchy, whatever. We got the cramps. We got, you know, um, the Dead Boys. We got a lot of weird, unique things that are Ohio-based, you know, or screaming mm-hmm. Jay Hawkins. Like, yeah. And like, but you're right. There is a lot of that dude in the bar with the playing Jimmy Buffett. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I feel like a lot of people in Cleveland might be a little bit too attached to our moniker as a rock and roll city. And I mean, you know, also, you know, look at the statistics socially. We are the most segregated city in the country. And I think all those factors really do affect our music scene. Yeah. But I think either people don't want to talk about it or they know about it and they just kind of want to blissfully ignore it. I mean, we all, you know, maybe you didn't see um, the head of the rock hall. Maybe he's like the head of the commission that decides who gets to be there or whatever. But anyway, some, you know, very important man yeah. uh, recently got outed saying that he didn't think women, you know, had a place in the rock hall. And he, you know, he, he was like, Oh, we can only let in like one black person a year, you know, something crazy like that. So to to know that all this time, some of the top, quote unquote, most respected music aficionados in Cleveland are explicitly preventing us from being a forward thinking music town. You got to think, well, damn, what's going on like on all the lower levels, you know? So that's yeah. that's really why creation came into existence, because let's just say the quiet part out loud and then let's work on mending those bridges. Like, as you said, being in the uh, Cleveland music scene, you have an opportunity to mix with a lot of different types of people. Um, but that's only if the opportunities are given. Right. That's true. That's true. And like, um, I definitely think what creation does is supply that opportunity. And like, I'd like to think that, you know, when we look at the big thing, like the rock hall and all like these bigger, whatever, bigger figures that may be calling what they think, I really think this boils down to what we're doing right now, what you're doing. You know, we're having a conversation. We're mixing these different musical genres and sharing different ideas. And, like, my my experience through working at the gallery and, like, just playing out and getting to be involved with the scene has been a very um, a beautiful version of seeing all these different people come together. And I think that's really the heart of the matter. And, like... I think yes. it's more just people going out to things like what you're doing and finding those opportunities in other places so this momentum keeps going forward. And like that's that's what's badass about creation. And that's why it's like one of those coolest festivals that everyone should go to and know about. And, <laughs> and know about. And I just remember you asked me who was gonna be on it, and that's <laughs> when I that's when I started spiraling. So to go back to that, yes, we have total downer, but we also have uh, a new vibe, local Cleveland band, been working. Uh, you know, DJ Navy, who has been tirelessly uh, working to connect Cleveland's DJ scene to the rest of the Midwest and just really busting their ass out here, you know, providing us with with parties, you know, celebrating house, techno as a Black genre of music. So very excited to have DJ Navy come, you know, and support us. Uh, nothing phase. Paul, I might have mentioned, you know, their government name earlier. They're coming to DJ. Um, 
live, you know, play some of their original tracks. Very excited. They just released a single not too long ago, and they released, I think, an album or an EP last year. That was very good. Um, and who else do we have? My gosh. Well, you know, my band is playing because obviously I would like to play <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on something that I'm participating in. But we also we have drag performers for the first time, which is really just silly. And I need to make it very clear that I'm not hopping on the recent drag is cool wave. Uh, it's just that, you know, our previous system of payment that really wasn't sufficient, you know, for a drag queen because they spend four hours you know, all their work is done before they show up. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to have somebody get ready like that to show up for a maybe. So we have Be a Jewel and Re Majestic performing. Uh, two bio queens, actually, that I really respect and love and adore. Uh, and, you know, vastly different also. And we have On Your Nerve, Cleveland's Best Drag Queen 2023. Oh. We'll be hosting <laughs> the event. So I would just like to put that out there. But also, I've just been waiting to work with Anya, you know, they're, they were voted Cleveland's best drag performer for a reason. And, you know, I love quality and passion and that's what Anya exemplifies. So very excited to have them hostess with us. Uh, Reggie, DJ Reggie Fields, he's going to be spinning tracks all throughout the night and he'll be opening the show. So it's definitely like a start to finish affair. You know, I'm, you want to come at seven and you want to leave when it's done. Definitely. Definitely. Was it, well, that's definitely like I love like how that um, how drags now factored in, and I, I love that you waited to it was appropriate to where you can make sure everyone is compensated for that work. Um, yes, I feel like that was an element throughout every every creation so far. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's really cool now to see like now that you can you can highlight it in that way, and that's badass. Yeah, I would really one day, uh, you know if creation ever blows up to being like a three day engagement or something, which let's be very clear, it will always be an underground festival because we're never going to cater to the, uh, you know, status quo. Uh, but if we, you know, get up to that point, I would love to just do a drag show hosted by creation, you know, where yeah. we can focus on that uh, completely and, you know, highlight, you know, highlight different types of Queens, different, uh, sort of weird or underground more styles of drag there are plenty of people in cleveland already doing that so i'm not yeah. you know trying to step on any toes or insinuate anything but i would just love to you know put together a show like that myself that would be kind of okay what would be kind of sick the idea pitch would be if like that was like something that went to fun creation fest like there's a couple of those throughout the year and like you guys did the music for them you know what i mean like so, or work something like that that'd be pretty sick that would um, be pretty cool. Like that would make it different than the drag shows I've been to that usually use like their uh, bring in tracks or, or use uh, other people's music. You know what I mean? To have a live music, like I mean, that'd be a lot of work. It'd be a lot of work because you'd have to learn a lot of tunage and hit specific marks for sure. But that'd be sick. I mean, it really wouldn't be any more work than preparing a song with a vocalist right i mean right. the optics the optics of somebody lip syncing in front of a band okay yes yeah, true a little odd i mean yeah, it, yeah, it would yeah. definitely be fun like i'm not saying like that's 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 stupid you know but yeah, like yeah. i forgot you're right the, the lip syncing wouldn't work because there'd be nothing to sync 
up to. <laughs> now, conversely, you know, like in my band, our lead singer, you know, does drag. And so I would love to, and I've actually talked to Anya about this as well, is doing sort of a drag review, sort of like an actual cabaret with a house band, yeah. you know, yeah. and have queens that sing live come and sort of do a set like that. Because, I mean, honestly, you know, lip syncing is its is its own thing and has its own place. And I don't necessarily think having a live band with a lip syncer, you know, yeah, would, no, would allow would... them to get the attention they deserve. Right. Well, and, and it'd be hard, like you practice to the track. You know what I mean? If the track's live, yeah. you can't, there's, there's just, there's a lag, but yeah. Okay. But now if, if it's them singing, that's different. You know what I mean? Maybe that, I think that's yeah. where I was going in my mind and forgot the limp lip syncing like oh people can sing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i just assume everyone like everyone can rock um which they can but um badass man uh what was i gonna say i i I guess i have one more question before we kind of wrap up um i wanted to ask a little bit about the music you're doing on your own that like stuff you're producing like you you were saying it kind of doesn't line up with like what the band does was it is it like can you kind of elaborate that on that a little bit yeah so a lot of the music that i do by myself um it's definitely you know far more instrumental um obviously but also i just prefer to explore deeper themes and ideas and more vulnerable concepts when i'm sort of allowed to work from inside my own head and so with the band you know my mission is to spread joy and build people's worth and change the minds of skeptics who don't believe in the mission by playing beautiful music at a high skill level, you know, which I think you can convert anybody with a good tune. Um, But, you know, my personal mission is more sort of like, I don't give a fuck about y'all. And (laughs) I just want to express music that makes me feel good. And I want to create things that, you know, represent closer to what I listen to. And, you know, when that work is done, like when I have, you know, a finished body of work, obviously the band is going to perform some of those pieces. But for the most part, the things I like to produce are very forward thinking, sort of hip hop, jazz, um, you know, eclectic uh, world music, sort of things like that. A lot of deep beats, you know, but very through through composed and, you know, my musical background will obviously shine in everything. Very lush chords and, you know, complex arrangements over, I guess, what one would call simple beats. But I, I just want people to hear my music and be moved. I mean, there's really no no egoic component behind it. I want to make music that I can be satisfied with and that I can stand behind and then give that piece of myself into the world versus with the band. I'm sort of thinking more about what the audience wants or how can we best serve the listener Mm. and it's not saying it's less artistic, but you know, it's just, it's, let's say it's much less radical (laughs) than my personal music will be. That's cool though. Like, I mean, and it's awesome to have both outlets like that. And like, I think, like maybe it's just the writing aspect uh, i i feel with my own stuff like when you kind of dive into that on your own you find it it seeps into the other project regardless uh, even just like the more you explore kind of within yourself the more you find ways to do that in different elements and like with with the band you've always like had like 
like it's already kind of like there's a bunch of different like key voices there right that make up it, the the how how it moves the crowd how it interacts with everybody and like so now it's like kind of working backwards of bringing yourself into something that kind of has elements of everyone else in it um, yeah but that's badass i'm i'm robin i'm super excited that one that the fest is back creation's back and it's still going and it's going strong and just everything you do is badass and i'm excited to oh. hear the album when it comes out or the the yes. ep when it comes out and like it just he, talking with you makes me excited to be in the Cleveland music scene. And oh, like, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking time <laughs> out, and thanks for hitting me up and keeping me in the loop all the time. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. And we'll we'll cap it here with this. Is there anything else to kind of plug here? Did I forget anything? Plug here? Uh no. You you pretty much nailed it. So you know, I just want to impress upon everyone that you should definitely. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Creation Cleveland. Um, you know, the festival is on November 11th, 2023 at 7 p.m. That's a Saturday. That's Veterans Day. I know y'all are off and I know you don't have plans. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be on the third floor of the Brown Hoist on 44th and St. Clair. Ample parking. Not going to run out of parking spots. Um, awesome. And there is a elevator that is manually freight operated for people who aren't able to take stairs or maybe just don't want to <laughs> which is also badass very yeah. cool awesome well i'll definitely i'll be there yo spike spiegel here you just listened to zig of the gig podcast keep riding the bebop see you space cowboy bang